Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, uh, currently including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Star Wars Rebels, Moonbeam City, Ruby, and Adventure Time. I'm Woo! Dil- Yay! I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I am joined by Sam Quattro. Hi! Today, Sam and I will be discussing for the first time on this podcast, Adventure Time! Ooh, um, it's actually nighttime. It's, it's actually- not today uh sure tonight sure uh we will be uh mostly talking about the last the first five episodes of season seven which aired last week um and we'll also be giving a general overview of the show and previewing stakes uh the miniseries which will be airing next week every day uh so this is the first time we've discussed adventure time on this overly animated podcast if you are new to the podcast you can find out everything about us at overlyanimated.com um recently Sam and I have written combined three articles on Adventure Time there, so you can check out our writing on the series. We'll be referencing them throughout this, and uh, we plan on talking about Adventure Time potentially every episode. Uh, We'll see, though. Uh, Probably we're going to try for podcasts every day next week. That might be tough. But uh, it's actually... Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to learn. For me, too, actually. But it's actually only Monday to Thursday um for some reason. uh still gonna be hard we'll see we'll at in, in some point throughout next week we'll cover every episode of stakes in some form there you go okay uh let's let's get into this i said like i said overlayaminted.com um so the first there's three things basically i want to do here first i want to get talk about over the state current state of adventure time how how we relate to adventure time um just because we've never talked about it before, like what are our biases and stuff about the show. Then I want to talk about all five episodes from last week in some form. Uh, and then I want to kind of generally discuss sticks. Okay, there's our outline. <laughs> you ready? Uh, sure, Dylan. Okay, so let's get this general overview discussion started with um, me talking about my article on OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, I forgot what it's entitled. I need to bring up the website. But oh. it was it was a... Uh, "Quote unquote good article." So you, I don't know. Um, what does that mean? Good. It's it's it's. Uh, I think I bring up interesting points. I'm not sure if people look at the series this way. So my article is entitled "Adventure Time Is the Animation Stalwart That Still Has It." Um, so in this article, what? I what do you mean? Don't what in my title? The, 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 repeat your title again. Adventure Time is the animation a stalwart that still has it. Stall what? It's that's an it's an unusual word, but it is that's like an SAT word. There you go. A a thing which is always there. That's a stall word. Um, oh, I agree. So I in this article I compare Adventure Time to The Simpsons. Um and I say Adventure Time is the um non comedy adult oriented animated version of The Simpsons. Uh, uh, I mean, it's been like five see, years. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I had this. I, I started thinking about this. So basically, um, maybe it's like SpongeBob. I hadn't watched SpongeBob is actually probably a closer analogy. I hadn't watched Adventure Time since 2013, um, and I had marathoned the second half of season five into current. Um, and in my head, Adventure Time's just always been around. And it's like started in like 2000, but no, it started in 2010. So that's, it's interesting. Uh, Basically my point is that um, this is the show that kind of has spawned the current realm of animation more so than any other show that's still on the air. Um, And I think that that's, you could argue the only other one I think is close is SpongeBob. Um, 
it's like you know Simpsons. Simpsons is Spawn Family Guy and every other current version, including like Rick and Morty, into Archer. Uh, I think Adventure Time. You know, obviously it spawned Steven Universe, but I also think it's responsible for basically every show on Cartoon Network. Um, a lot of shows on Nick because really Nick has gone more in the the uh, comedy non action realm of of kids animation they have some stupid show right now there's they i would say that is that is a descriptor of every show on nick i'm gonna look up their shows i think every show that they are is a stupid show now but if you hear me typing i'm looking up nickelodeon okay so yeah and and to me adventure time is is just at this point it is a um staple that's another one for stalwart they don't mean the same thing but they both they're getting the point getting across the point i want to make in uh in this animation realm of non-adult comedy animation, which is everything else except for what seemingly dominates American animation. Um, So my other point is that Adventure Time is unlike The Simpsons, which I I mean, I stopped watching The Simpsons like five years ago, but when I stopped, it was still good. Like a lot of people think current Simpsons is terrible. I think that's probably not true, but it's not close to its peak. I think Adventure Time is still somewhat close to its peak, you know, if it peaked around season three or something. Um, I think that it's it's still good. So that's that's what I mean. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. So even even if uh, it struggled to find its footing somewhere in season six, I think it's recovered and it's at a point now where it's still really solid. Um, also, the Super Show I'm thinking of is called Pig, Goat, Banana, Cricket. Yeah, that you just made up a show name. No, Dylan, it's literally a show. That's not true. That's definitely it, not a show. No, it, it, I'm gonna link you, dude. Could you make a more random show title? No, I couldn't. I don't. I'm not crazy. You won't be seeing pig, goat, banana, cricket coverage on this podcast. Maybe it's a good show. Maybe my bias for this title. I mean, Adventure Time isn't a great. I don't know. That's fits a pretty good title. Well, regular show isn't a good title either. Yeah, and eventually, apparently that show is good. So I don't. It's, that's it's, my current take on on Adventure Time. It's still good. It's doing okay. So here's the other thing. So yeah, that that was just a ju- dumb general overview. Adventure Time is really appealing in its mythology and world building. Um, there's a solid thirty to fifty elements of this show that it just cycles through. Like you know, once every season we have our Marceline and Bubblegum episode. We have our Jake uh, and Finn's parents episode. There's just countless. BMO uh, episodes. There's a BMO episode. There's just, I mean, there's just so many things they just constantly cycle through episodes for. Um, And the weird thing is that they're kind of all good mythological aspects. Like, even if the BMO episodes are kind of silly and, you know, I don't know what else this, this show has. They have the Simon and Marcy episodes. They have the root beer guy. They now have, you know, the root beer guy episodes. Cinnamon bun. They have cinnamon bun and uh, flame princess episodes. There's just so many things. And it used to be this way, but they've expanded to a point now where if they, they're just going to, the show is now just, Oh, we're going to check in over here. We're going to check in with Prismo. We're going to check in um, with uh, Finn's dad. We're going to check in, you you know, like that's just what the show is now, um, except for this miniseries that's coming out. But um, it, it, that's just that's kind of you could say that's what it's devolved into. And I think that's both an accurate and misleading representation accurate, because I think that just checking in on various plot lines here and there is makes i argue this in the article it is an inherent storytelling flaw that prevents the show from being truly great. 
uh, like this show, it cannot be as good as Steven Universe if it is this unfocused. Do you agree with that or not? Uh, they can be good in two different ways. That, see, that's the other. Yeah, that's an that's a legitimate point. That's a counter argument. You could say shows don't need to be so focused in their storytelling to be truly great. I, I think I disagree with that. I can't think of an example that has been of a show that's been this unfocused and has achieved an incredibly high level of storytelling. Ah. Yeah. It's I mean, this is one of the best that I can think of of the show that's done this type of thing. Um so that's why I think uh, whatever I was saying before on one hand. On the other hand, it's I'm still very interested in almost all as- mythological aspects of the show. So like even if it can't be truly great it can still be very good and appealing yeah yeah so i don't know what do you think of that i don't know (laughs) um to to a certain extent the show is still trying to find its footing in a post uh post rebecca sugar post uh akko uh like the show has lost many people so post um many fatalities many fatalities post pendleton ward uh pendleton ward showrunner like he's not the showrunner of the show anymore he's not no <laughs> when did <laughs> that happen it happened in season five after season five ended adam mudo is the showrunner now oh uh, well i feel okay with that yeah he's he's yeah it is it's someone internal like he's one of the better uh, elements of the show jesse moynihan i think is the head writer i believe and um Pendleton's still involved, but you know he's not running the show anymore. It's a completely different crew. I mean, it's not. It completely is different just crew, like SpongeBob. Why is it just like SpongeBob? Steven Heidelberg, yeah, the guy who made it. It's I'm actually looking at the SpongeBob Scorpions on Wikipedia right now. I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, Steven Hillenberg. He was like all about the SpongeBob's, but then you know the movie happened. He was like, see ya. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very rare for a show to maintain a showrunner into its seventh season. Is like, hold on, is a creative director the same thing as a showrunner? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, it's a, these are made up titles. It depends, you know, what what the shows mean make those titles mean to them. But um, that probably means he's in a more of a consulting role now with the show. So well, I'm talking about there's just there's this one guy, Derek Dryman, who also apparently works on Adventure Time. He was uh, the creative director. Okay, that's enough of of <laughs> BS titles uh, in in shows. You know, like what does co executive producer mean? That means different things in in different roles. Okay, so um, adventure. To, uh, credit to Adam Mudo for keeping the show on its feet. I th- I think. Uh, I mean, I think Cole Sanchez is still here? Question mark. Yes, he he is also a creative director. I don't see him having written or storyboarded anyone's this season. He may have left this season. He's definitely there at the end of last When season. you say this season. Season seven, starting with Bonnie and Nettie. There has literally been five episodes. So he could have just not. I mean, I don't see him anywhere on the page, the Wikipedia page yet, but we'll see if he. Uh, we can click his name and we can figure it out. <laughs> this is not that. Anyway, the show is has a rotating, has lost its kind of core group. Then again, uh not not lost its core group it's just in flux so um we're past the it's 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 entering the point of regression where you'd expect a typical show to regress in terms of quality um it's its staff is changing uh you know so we'll we'll see what what uh you know we'll see how how the show deals with that but season six is where you would have expected it to to regress a lot and i thought season six was kind of solid what do you think I agree. I also think it was solid, but it was 
like I said in one of my articles, <laughs> uh, it was very uh, cerebral and very uh, sort of more about finding your place in the universe than previous seasons. I think. There's, it has this whole thing at the end of the season with the comet and this crazy space stuff that makes no sense. Um, There's a lot of crazy stuff. That's another, you know, that's another one sense. of the 30 to 50 elements, the the uh, space episode, you know. Um, it's, yeah, so it, rather than kind of have a concrete finale with the Lich or with Billy, the, we had a... Um, season six we had this finale with the comet and how finn is this uh celestial being ancient celestial being um which apparently is a thing now and yeah i, I it's it i didn't think the season six finale was great but i'm glad we're not having another billy episode no I'm more bill well billy's dead i'm done well we had a billy episode at the end of season five despite him being dead well, so. he, he's still dead yeah, well, he, they, you know, I'm, 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 do, I'm done with Billy. I'm done with the Lich. I love what they've done with the Lich. I love, love, love. Oh, I, I love Sweet Pea. He's my sweet favorite. I don't. Do we have a Sweet Pea episode to discuss? No. So Sweet Pea. Oh, what Sweet Pea so cute. I just love in theory that they take this the pure force of hatred. I told you this of hatred yeah, you and told evil. Me that. I will not. I haven't told them. You know the other people. <laughs> them. The, I, okay. This pure force of uh, like hatred and evil, and turns it into like the ultimate. Um, in a sense, once it's provided with like the elixir of life, like I, I just love that thematically. Um, so that being said, sweepy episodes are kind of bad. He's so, so cute. I don't know if we need He's more. He's so cute, though. I don't know if we need episodes Dylan, like you, you uh, are such sweet. like a you're such a fan of cute things. No, sweepy's great. Uh, it's cute. That's you know we have our sweepy episode. That's another one of the thirty to fifty elements. So uh, ah, I'm just I feel so like like overjoyed. Just Will you be I- sweet to me? Yeah. <laughs> there, that's the. I need to work on my sweepy impression, but yeah. So, uh, the show is yeah. The show is exploring different things. Um, we you know we move past our flame princess era. Um, personally, flame princess I think might be my favorite character on the show. I love everything they do with her. Um, I I love the role current role she's in. Although I wish we'd check in more. My favorite recent episode is. That's the name of a movie. That probably is, is the name of the episode, too. The Cooler. The Cooler, yes. I loved The Cooler. Way to take my favorite two characters and stick them in an episode and have magic happen. That's what The Cooler is. Uh, so, yeah. Another thing Another thing the show has been doing recently, I guess we're going to go longer than half an hour because we haven't even started discussing the five episodes, is a giant... You talk about this in your... Did I already close out the website? No. In let, Let's plug your article. Um which one? Your review of Bonnie and Nettie, Sam wrote, Princess Bubblegum is a bad person, is her title of Adventure Time, Bonnie and Nettie. So in, in that article, Sam astutely points out a long-term plot line that they're doing with Bubblegum uh, involving, I'm not sure how you characterize it. I think I have a different view, but it's like, uh, it, it, it's complicating Bubblegum's character. It's like, think about Princess Bubblegum in <laughs> season one. Uh, she is uh, this is the she is Finn's love interest. She's a princess, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of all she is, right? And now, Princess Bubblegum in season seven is a deposed ruler who um, has complicated relations with the people she a composed ancient being ruler who has uh, complicated relations with her subjects um, and is still trying to do good despite being uh, super. Uh, like, uh, 
uh, I don't know, 1984-ish, you know? Uh, so, like, uh, she's they had the whole arc with her spying on her subjects and her giving that up, and then she yeah. does it again. And uh, it's just this kind of... It's, I think it's the show's best element right now um is princess bubblegum how they're handling her it's i think just by, far and away the most fascinating thing they're doing with yeah with the show nothing else is comes close to a long-term plot thread which is this complex um kind of in terms of character motivation and and everything also to, also referenced in the cooler too uh so it's uh I, yeah, I, so what do you think? So you kind of classified Princess Bubblegum as a bad person. Well, what's your kind of view on her right well, now? Well, okay, so maybe she's not a bad person. Uh, she, I don't know, she's just... It's it's hard, I mean, it's hard. It's right? hard. She's doing kind of evil things, but at the same time, is are they evil or are they in the benefit of the people she's serving? I don't know, she kind of... She's kind of a bit of a control freak. I mean, definitely, definitely. She made all of these people, and she spies on them. Yeah, she's like a she's like a she has like a god complex. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anyhow, does that make her a bad person? I mean, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I guess she just kind of needs to figure out what to do without her. Uh, her. Immortality? No, not her immortality. I'm thinking about like Xena and. Uh, I think she is immortal. I don't know. Most she's a, she's a piece of gum. <laughs> okay, um, but that's that doesn't make with, her without not, her like without that, her like that doesn't make her not sentient on the show. You know, this like, is like that song. What if God was one of us? Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. It's like Princess Bubblegum is like on a stranger on the bus trying to make her way home. Uh, quick question: Who is older, Marceline or Princess Bubblegum? Marceline. Mar- Marceline, right? Because Marceline existed before the Mushroom War. And- Marceline is like a thousand and three years old. Bubblegum is like eight hundred something. Well, yeah, the, that's the type of numbers you might find in a wiki of a show, which don't aren't actually stated. Literally on the show. Have you ever played that game, Dylan? Played what game? Let's see. What's it called? Adventure Time. Explore the dungeon because I don't know. Okay, so it's in a game that's not a uh, core show it's, material. That's fine. It is canon. It's canon, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not show canon, but you know, it's ever. But canon. Okay, that's fine. Ah, so ah. Princess Bubblegum is eight hundred years old. Okay, so that was what. When when did we get that revealed? It was in a. It was in one of the episodes of Marathon. So it was either late season five. Or it was uh, the six. one with the girl. The. Uh, the what? Shoe. Oh, it was, yeah, it was late season five. Late season five had some incredible episodes, I will say that. Incredible. Um, incredible episodes. Wait, I actually think it was season six, though. There is a hole in my sweater. That's good. I don't remember. It was one of these, and uh, it was like the genesis of the Candy Kingdom. And uh, Finn's like, PB, you're you're not 19. You're you're like a bajillion years old. And she's like. And she's like. <laughs> yeah like what a great that was great i love that was like the turning point in bubblegum's character in the show the vault that was what the uh the vault yeah season season five was was pretty good um and uh so yeah i don't know we don't need to spend all our time talking about bubblegum but she's just incredibly fascinating (sighs) yeah okay let's so we started talking about that let's let's transition into bonnie and nettie um I would say I want to kind of spend most of the time talking about Bonnie and Nettie environments and uh, just minorly touch on the later, the latter three, which aren't that interesting. Uh, but I, I like really like Cherry Cream Soda. We'll talk about that episode. Um, so Bonnie and Nettie, 
Sam's review you can check out on overlayanimated.com of this episode is basically about how this uh, episode is a metaphor for um, autism with um, the character, Princess Welcome's brother, who's Nettie in the title. Okay. So talk about that for a little bit. Summarize that. Talk about that for a little bit. Summarize this. Uh, Okay. So how it looks like to me. Um. I don't know how to summarize this, Dylan. So um, you're saying that? Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Just do my do my work for me. I sure. You're saying that Nettie is. Um, I mean, basically, at the end of the episode, Bubblegum's like certain people are wired differently, and we just have to, you know, like do the best we can with them or something, right? Yeah. That, and that's kind of summarized the episode. She is this brother Nettie who um, has trouble with thing various things throughout the like they go through the history of we should we see bubblegum's genesis it's really and, cute and just dripping from the mother gum or whatever yes. yeah uh she falls into water nettie falls onto a rock and it's all downhill from there yeah so you know nettie he enjoys he takes uh he I, gets calm i don't know how to phrase it but by sucking the roots of the tree and um he excretes, uh, what do they call it? Uh, candy juice, something like juice, that. Is it juice? I, I, that's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. I know it's in the which article, Dylan. Candy juice, yeah, which is used as water in in the Candy Kingdom, apparently. So uh, you treat you you pretty clearly infer this as um, as being as him supposed to be autistic, his supposed to be being autistic, and um, you kind of criticize the show for its. Uh, Hmm. You're, you kind of carefully word it, so I don't know how to describe it. It's care, almost a careless treatment of this uh, this uh, intricate subject. Yeah. Sam from a week ago. Let's see what you wrote. Yeah, so y- you basically think that Bubblegum's being a jerk with him and that they're using him, she's using him <sighs> for her benefit. Maybe it's not like so cut and dry like that. Maybe it's... um. It's beneficial to the, like, greater good and to him as well, but it still, like, sucks, you know? The episode presents it as clearly the thing throughout, um, whenever we see Nettie doing something, this is clearly the thing he wants to do most, is just sit there and suck the roots of the tree. Yeah. Uh, so, the show kind of doesn't present it as this is what he wants to do and Bubblegum is just, uh just put him there anyway but at the same time she like never visits him right (laughs) yeah uh, he's like behind this door that's guarded by these like banana split people who just love each other so much super old and yeah uh a lot of banana guards this week and or yeah last week whatever and um i think on the surface the show presents this in a positive light for bubblegum but look beyond the surface and you'll see that this is not the greatest behavior, you know, like there's know, just a lot like of things a... to take issue with. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's one of my in favorites. what way does it do that? I don't know. It's just like. Now, Again, there's two just... questions. There, you could take issue with how Bubblegum just approaches this, the character, or you could say the the people who, who uh, made this episode are. I don't want to make accusations like that. Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard wrote it based on the script Bible. You know, like you could say that they didn't treat this subject with enough care. I think that's a legit, a legitimate point you could make. 
I mean, I could make it, but I don't know if I want to. Sure. Yeah, you, you, that's kind of how you wrote the, wrote the article. Is hesitantly, it seemed like. Well, so, it's it's a it's a subject that I'm not really like well versed in, so I don't sure. want to like go around making accusations. I mean, I'm also not the most well versed in it, but I have. Um, I had kind of uh, more the you know somewhat um, frequent interactions with an autistic camper at camp when I was a counselor at. So I don't know. Maybe I know something about it. It's it's. Uh, I, I I read this as autism too. I think a lot of people just seemingly read it as like mental illness in general, um, and just and I think that's also possible. Yeah, uh, I, I I can I also I agree with that as well but i think the clearest analog is the uh i I would agree with that based on my experiences as autism and um the the point you make that i most agreed with in your article is that this show has 11 minute episodes you're gonna take one episode and do this is the autism episode you're not gonna be able to make a satisfying to treat the subject in a satisfying way yeah like it's it's the show is too short to be able to broach a complex subject like this. I think that's the main point. Um, it really just has to leave leave things in kind of a uh, unsettling state. Like we don't get resolution into whether Nettie is being treated right. We don't get resolution. The the we just get this one line from Bubblegum at the end, and it's kind of a nice sentiment. But uh, I I think that. Um, it was maybe a mistake to try to do all this with one episode, maybe. Yeah, but then again, I feel like with Adventure Time anyway, it's like they sort of set things up in one episode and maybe they'll revisit it like a couple episodes later, like a season later even. So yeah, this, this is, might maybe not, this is one of our 30 to 50 elements now. This might Nettie. not be the end of Nettie. Yeah. But. I, I don't think that this it's a negative overall. I was maybe more positive on it. Um, I, but I would like this revisited for sure. If we, if we want to make co- intricate points about how a complex subject in our world works is, is then you should revisit this at a later point because 11 minutes is not enough. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought Bonnie and Nettie was the second of the five this, this week, I guess, in terms of quality, like it was interesting. It added a lot to the show's mythology, um, stuff like that. Yeah. But it, so all these episodes are in the context of the King of U, the one true King of U being. Um, oh, the King of U. One true King of U being the Princess U, Princess of U. Uh, I one love how he's. I love how he's still a princess. Like that's. It's just the princess. I hate is him. Like, the the one true King of U is clearly the least sympathetic character. On no, 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 not him. No, no, he's he's an unsympathetic character. I was. I had a speech and I was like, which character did I have the speech ready for? And it's Finn's dad. It's not him. But yeah, Finn's dad's like Finn's dad problem. is the worst. But okay. he's like he's not a problem anymore. <laughs> one true King of U might be the second worst. Um, but like, uh, it's uh, yeah. So what do we think of all these episodes are in the context of this? What do we think of taking Bubblegum away from a leadership position? uh like the role that she was constantly and i think it's an interesting way to explore her character more yeah it's like i said in my article she can just take time in her cabin to have some character development yeah and also it get, lets us do stakes so that's good you <laughs> but, have a vacation yeah with uh her uh her boo marceline right oh yeah definitely definitely uh which we'll talk about in a second but yeah so i think it's an interesting framing device i like the show doing different things um keep keep uh here's the thing the show has gone on for a long time now and the question is should it keep going and i think that the answer is yes because the show 
constantly evolves its mythology. It's not content with what it established in season one. The show's completely different than what it established in season mm-hmm. one. We have episodes like uh, the whatever that we talked about, so, um, the, the, the vault, the vaults, and um, episodes like Bonnie and Nettie that just change what we thought before. And ostensibly, we are revealing new information as we go along. But in reality, we're just tacking things on. So what was yeah, are before. we revealing or are we retconning? Um, well, I don't think the show necessarily retcons, except with Bubblegum being old, which I don't think was supposed to be a thing. Like, I think that to a certain extent that retcons the whole thing when she was young. Um, like, why does it matter what? Yeah, like the whole what like, she, the, if she the, looks thirteen or nineteen, you the know, two, she's the, the two best. young arc. Yeah, I yeah, think that. that kinda didn't, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I haven't watched that in like years, but uh, maybe she just like walked along and just slowly just like gathered gum. I guess, yeah. Onto but, herself, re- but regardless of what we're doing, or with candy. Re- Regardless of Candy, yeah. Well, regardless of what we're doing with previous mythology, the same thing with um. There's that one episode which showed the uh, the genesis of Ice King's crown. Um, I, Evergreen. I I really like that episode. Yeah, that was. Right I like that one. Of the elements is Candy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was the elements were Candy, Candy, uh, Ice, Fire, uh, and who was the last one? It's, it's it's yeah. You're yelling it. You're yelling at us. I know. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's uh yeah, but it's 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 an, it's another adventure timey element. It's not a real element, but um. Well, I I like candy as an element. <laughs> okay, and uh, slime. Have, slime, slime, is- slime, slime, slime. Yeah, slime princess, and uh, like that episode introduced Gunter as as uh, the one. Had, who dons the crown originally and then we i love i kind of love i just personally gunter has always been the best character and him turning into the evil thing oh, at the end uh, of the last season was the best thing ever um but like it's okay if we just kind of change the core mythology slash tack onto it it's not planned don't we don't need to pretend like it's planned but um this it, it, as long as we're not just constantly doing the same thing over and over and we're building things up then the show clearly still has value and I don't think we're anywhere close to a point where the show could uh, end yet. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be a clear disappointment if it ended after season seven because of the kind well, of... Well, ex- good news for you. It got renewed for It did get renewed eight. for season eight. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, these also these seasons are 50 episodes long, so we have a long while until even season seven. Also, ends. Finn is, like, 16 now. Finn is... And it aged Finn. Like, we just get it revealed in the either finale or the one before it that, uh, oh, Finn's, you know, Finn's 16 now. That's great. It was <laughs> so, this past finale. So, uh, so all the characters are older i guess so that's good um yeah so i i think that this uh props to adam muto and everyone else involved with the the direction of the storyline i think it is going in great places sure okay let's talk varmints um kind of one of i assume sam and i's shared favorite one of the 30 to 50 elements is the marceline and bubblegum past relationship arc that's the ship. That's. Do you want to know a fun fact? That's actually kind of awful. Sure. I started watching the show because of that. I mean, I it makes it sense was freshman year of college. I was like exploring things and like <laughs> I was like on websites and they were like, "Hey, this is a thing," and I was like, "Wow, let's watch Adventure Time." And before Korosami, this was the only kind of uh, it was the only gay ship in um, like any animated kids show, right? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and now all of a sudden we just have every show do it. Now we have Steven Universe, and now it's like a common thing. So that's cool. But I mean, it's not common enough, obviously. But and it's even in this, sh- even within this show. So your your review of this uh, episode, 
environments called uh, Adventure Time Environments, Marceline and, and Bonneville sitting in a tree. And in it, you kind of criticize the show yeah, for so not uh, explicitly stating their relationship yet. Is that uh-huh. a is that a correct characterization of your viewpoint? Um, I think so. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that criticism really comes without. I don't I forget what I just said. Um, I don't know. I feel like Cartoon Network or the writers feel pressure from the the powers that be not to state anything about it. That is definitely true. Like three years ago, yeah, um, the mathematical thing that happened—the thing at the con and um, one of the whatever VA talking about it or the storyboarders—I don't even know what it was. But but nowadays it's like, mm. yeah. So, so why one, not? One thing you state in the article, which I probably kind of disagree with, is that you're like it's it's kind of an explicit thing in the comics, which I have no idea about. Well, um, you gotta read the comics. It's apparently apparently is an explicit thing in there. Um, so it should be in the show too, which I I agree with like the overall sentiment of that. Like if you can do it in the outside source material, obviously you should talk about it more explicitly in the show. But like I think all Marceline Bubblegum within the show has always been characterized as um, this past relationship and these two exes kind of um, exploring their their current feelings for each other within uh, this kind of universe where they're just eternal beings. So you have to kind of go yeah. back to this person who you were going out with in the past and where's what's your status with them now. So I think within the show, it's always made sense that they've just never been a current couple because they're exes. Well, yeah. yeah, I I get that, but like... And I think that's, that's a super like, interesting dynamic to explore too. around the bush and say that it wasn't something that it, like... Yeah, they could say like, it more explicitly, it, yeah. Yeah, they could say it more explicitly, and they, like, towed to the line as much as they could. But I feel like a show with Adventure Time, they would be, like, upfront about something like that. Like, hey, like, you oh, know, that's my ex-girlfriend. If we're still in a universe where Adventure Time, the writers of Adventure Time cannot call them ex-girlfriends, then Cartoon Network is just absurd and needs to go away. Like, you have a show where just... Every character is gay in Steven Universe, right? Like, yeah. Like, what do we do? What are we doing? Just why is this show suddenly different? I feel like if it was, like, say, like, Marshall Lee and, like, Bubblegum or Gumball and Marceline, it would be, like, pretty explicitly stated that, you know, that they dated in the past and that they're exes. Because that's something that Adventure Time does. They're pretty explicit about, like, their exposition and backstory and whose, like, relationship was with whose. Yeah, so here's here's what I think is going on now. Um, in season three, when this became a thing, uh, which apparently was only in, what, like 2012, uh, 2011, 2012. It was that, like 2011? That, then Cartoon Network had barred this from being a thing, and it was clearly their fault. But now, I don't think they care as much. However, it's kind of they kind of set a precedent where they kind of beat around the bush with their with talking about their past feelings. So I, 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 I feel like it's at this point is kind of like the Marceline and bubblegum aesthetic is like not explicitly mentioning their past and like mm-hmm. kind of it's, it's it's just not even, not even like it's calling them ex-girlfriend, not calling them like girlfriends and stuff. It's like, they don't give us details really at all. And it's kind of just how these characters approach the relationship at this point within the context of the show. Yeah, I guess. Like I'm not sure so much it's uh it's a be them being barred thing rather than a creative decision. 
Like, I've kind of been able to watch Adventure Time. Like, basically, most of my viewing of Adventure Time has been in two marathons. Like, I I marathoned up to season four or three or something, and then I marathoned from five to seven, right? So there's a portion where I was watching week to week. But, like, I feel like viewing it like that has kind of enabled me to, uh, like, not care that this has not been... Like, if... Like, I not care that... uh, Marceline and Bubblegum hasn't been a thing like viewing the show like long term it's it's kind of just like this really interesting relationship dynamic and if you're someone who understands um how heteronormativity works then you understand that from the beginning that they were um exes right then it's just it's kind of a dynamic that only makes sense within the mythology of the show to like eternal beings um constantly interweaving their uh past and current feelings for each other and it's just really interesting i feel like you're almost calling me shallow for like i don't watch oh, the show. no 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 I'm, i don't like i that's not i've been the able sole to, reason I've been why able I to like block out but i i feel like watching it week to week um gives you or it, it, you're like more aware that this is just it's been three years and they still you know won't call them that right uh yeah. like like being a fan of something every week and i'm sure i'll experience this now with with adventure time um you're more aware of just kind of the production elements of it and the time of it and stuff like that i don't think it's a bad thing to have this viewpoint but i I guess ultimately the that i'm reacting like this makes it so that they've hand is the conclusion is they've handled it well within the show like that's all that i think you can conclude based on my viewpoint um is that they've handled it sent they've they've Try, like been able to block out the outside pressures credit to rebecca sugar initially and others um and like i've just been able to conc- to create this kind of uh interesting in-show dynamic regardless of um whatever outside influences have barred them from doing you know sure i don't know that made less sense than i wanted it to i don't know in conclusion why it, it, like if varmints like we haven't even actually talked about the episode. If we had like an episode of if the ne- in the next thirty episodes when we get back to the spot line, we have a flashback of them going out and kissing and stuff like that would make sense within the genesis of their relationship, right? Within of yeah. their of the plot arc. So maybe it'll happen in stakes. I don't know. So like that, this just not being a thing. It's like if it's going to continue to just constantly dash around them, that relationship elements of them, then it, it's going to be more overtly a problem within the within the show. I don't know. My thing is, I want to get like straight. I don't totally watch the show for the ship. I'm not a knucklehead. Let's get that get that straight. I, I mean, I think you are there... a knucklehead, just not in this. In this oh, area. oh, excuse me. <laughs> You're calling me a knucklehead. That's such a that's a nice uh, adventure type adventure time type word to use. You're a dinger. That's what you are. No, I'm not a dinger. Dinger. It's not what it's not Bubblegum says. She calls Marceline a dinger. Or You're whatever. a weenus. Oh, it's something like that, right? The show has just this really appealing, like, lingo to it. Yeah. Like, those types of things. Anyway. Knucklehead is my lingo. I'm not a knucklehead. There are very wide variety of reasons, such as Sweet Pea, why I watch this show. Let me, you know, let me try restating this better, because I've been really inarticulate uh, with this. 
Sounds like an hour. Watching just marathoning the show, um, I the show is the show is handled as well enough that I haven't thought about oh why aren't they explaining why aren't they stating this relationship more explicitly right they've handled it well enough in in show to make me not question that that's that's basically what I'm I mean it's about. not like my my disbelief is like suspended or it's, it's believable it's realistic yeah to the show and it's like thing. But on the outside and the reality that I live in, it's like, well, if it's a duck, you call it a duck. And as we discuss this more, like, and analyze the show now on the podcast, I'm sure I'm going to be more towards your side, you know? Like, I I can't just stay in-universe anymore, you know? I have to start to think about the show outside of that. And... I want an episode of them, a flashback episode of them together, right? This is te- this is not only for this reason, but just this is a part of the show's like timeline, which we haven't really explored yet. We've seen the beginning of Bubblegum now, and we've seen where Bubblegum is now. Um, we even saw her building the Candy Kingdom, which who knows where that is on the timeline, but uh, but like what what in between? And this would be a great like window into that that time period. I think. I don't know. I just wonder how the comics play into the show if they're like any- yeah. two like know. alternate timelines who knows? i don't know anything about the comics so oh they're cool you should read them cool i should i should catch up on the avatar comics first i feel <laughs> like i was gonna say something else but i kind of lost it varmints is varmints is really good um it explores their dy- dynamic in a in a way that has not been intricately explored before and it's just really good turn vermits in a pumpkin patch yeah uh, this this episode is also the most bubblegummy talk. Also, they had they had guns. They like they they look like shotguns. Bubblegum's gun is really cool. She can just set it to make thing a battery. Peppermint Butler threatened to... Marceline with it. Like Peppermint Butler is an interesting character. He's ruthless. Where's um, his side episode? He said, doesn't he have one? That's I don't remember. He did. He, there there was very little Peppermint Butler in the parts that I marathoned, which was like past season two seasons, but. Um, like he shows up at, uh, at, um, Prismo's place. I love Prismo, by the way. I'm glad he's does, resurrected. I don't, does he show up? At, he's at Prismo's. He show, he, he's in he, Prismo's party. Yeah. In that one episode. Okay. He also shows up with like Marceline's dad. Yeah. That was before. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There's a death episode too. Okay. So I really liked Marmon's cherry cream soda. So. One of the most notable episodes to me of recent Adventure Time in the part that I marathon is Root Beer Guy um, in season five, which was Graham Falk's first episode on the show. And initially, I thought that this was, wait, no, it wasn't, JK. Um, He did uh, Shush earlier in the season, too. So this was one of his first ones. But uh, it didn't see, this episode seemed like it was like a guest storyboarder episode, like they have those every once in a while. By the way, I hate those. (laughs) Please stop with these guest <laughs> those, storyboard those are episodes. Like weird and like funny. They're weird. They're. they're I not... like. The, I like the April Fool's one. Where it was like a the glitch one. It's the only it's, one I like. It's like it's. Uh, it just takes away from the kind of complex glitch storytelling they're trying to do stuff. now. Because most of them aren't even canon. Like, oh my goodness. Um, 
So, like, Rupert Guy seems like this guest storyboard episode, and then he's just uh, works on other episodes after that. Apparently, worked on them before that. But uh, it's just the super genre episode. Like, I love this type of episode. You focus on this random new character, and you have them interact with your main characters kind of tangentially. This episode is a Doctor Light companion light episode of Doctor Who. It's like exactly what they're doing here, and it's great. And it's um, Rupert Guy. And I just love the character they introduced and what they do with it. And then I love that Rupert Guy, like, continues on in the mythology of the show. That's so interesting. And then he becomes the guard, and then he sacrifices himself, and now we're going to follow up on it with Cherry Cream Soda. Um, did you know that Cherry Cream Soda is voiced by Anne Heche? I, did, I looked that up today. I was like, who's she voiced by? Like, Anne Heche. That's so random. Like, Anne Heche is the big actress. Um, I, didn't oh. even know, I didn't even know that that was Anne Heche. Like, and I heard Anne Heche for years on Korra, you know? Like, Played Sue. Played Sue, yeah. So, Ashley's Cherry Cream Soda. So I loved Cherry Cream Soda, the episode. Um, it's a great idea. <laughs> we should have more about Rupert Guy and Cherry Cream Soda. I don't like that Rupert Guy is not resurrected as Rupert Guy. I kind of just want Rupert Guy back. He's, he's the dirt guy. No, he's dirt guy, yeah. <laughs> so I like Rupert Guy because Rupert is my favorite soda. Aww. It's the only soda I will drink. What about hard Rupert Guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the best part to me of Cherry Cream Soda is when um, when we flash back to them being created and Bubblegum just fills each one up with soda and it's like, you're married now. Married. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, Bubblegum, you're so awful. Bubblegum's great. And then later, Cherry Cream Soda is discussing uh, them with her and Rupert Guy with Rupert Guy. And she's like, we just we just got married so quickly. Like, we never had time to explore each other. We never it's, dated. <laughs> we never dated. It's like, yeah, when you got created, Bubblegum literally said you're married right after that. So it was that, I love that. Oh, they were like all shy with each other. Yeah, it was so good. Cute. It was great. I don't like Scruffy. Well, do you think Bubblegum was like... Do you think, Scruffy yeah. is... What's, what's his name again? <laughs> his name is Starchy. Starchy, yeah. Scruffy's Futurama. They're both Starchy, yeah. Like, I like that we bring in Starchy here because Starchy is a side character who doesn't get that much attention. Yeah. Um, do you think Bubblegum was like drunk during <laughs> creating? Is that what they're trying to do? Like she was drunk when creating these two? It's no. kind of random. It's kind of unintelligent for her, you know? I, I, I don't know. She's always so calculated and this is kind of just, a, oh, I'm going to be whimsical here, you know? All of the candy people are kind of stupid. Yes, that is definitely true. They are all very not smart. Um, so you did you like cherry cream soda? I did. Okay, Mama said this is a super weird episode. I I didn't really get like I I didn't get the song. I don't I didn't understand. The song at the end is apparently a song that exists. So, well, um, we're gonna have to look it up. It's like this old um like, folk song, I guess. Well, so. It- yeah, King so this King episode, of Boo, Flying Mushrooms, King of Boo, Flying Mushrooms, and uh, Billy's ex, whatever her name is, I forget. Canyon, um, Canyon, and Giant she's cool, woman. but this episode was kind of nothing to me. Yeah, not it that it was, not that it's nothing, but like certain episodes of Adventure Time that there's like definitely inconsequential episodes, and certain episode inconsequential episodes to me take on their own meaning, and certain ones like this one are just like you know, okay, this happened. Well, at least Finn and Jake are fired from. Ku's uh, service. Yeah, I guess that's what I like that we're just exploring Ku more, you know. Kingu. Like this the the new reality of the world. I hate him so much. Do you have much. anything else to say about Mama Said? Banana guards. Yeah, banana guards. I don't that's the Mushroom facts. Oh yeah, oh it was oh the mushroom yeah, that was the best part of the episode was the mushroom just staying stating mushroom facts and Finn's like, well at least we're learning I don't know if he said it or someone else, at least we're learning a lot about mushrooms now. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, football. This was our BMO episode of our rotation. 
It was very interesting. Like I, I will say, I, I really, I really love Bimo. I, I, I love Bimo too. Yeah. Um, cute. This episode, I love. This is just inside Bimo's head. I mean, overall, to me, or this is was, it? Yeah, well, it was. But overall, I to me, this or is it? To me, overall, to me, this is more on the side of a nothing, nothing episode rather than a nothing episode to take on its own meaning. But I love Bimo, so it's kind of cool. Football, I love you. <laughs> Bimo's voice is great. Um, she also voices uh, Lady Rancorn. Uh, yes, and she voices a character on Gravity. She Fox. was a. Uh... A storyboard artist at some point in her life for Adventure Time. I don't know what she's doing now, but the ge- the gendering of Bimo always just throws me off. Like I'm always like she for Bimo, but they always call Bimo he. So in reality, Bimo is a is a machine. He's, so. Yes, he's a robot. <laughs> they I assume, are a robot. I assume they don't really have a gender, but yeah, they call they call Bimo he. Oh, Bimo. Um, so yeah, okay, rank these episodes. I'm going to go Varmints 1, Bonnie and Nettie 2, Trey Kim Soda 3, Football 4, and Mama Set 5. I agree. Cool. Wow, we agree. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't, people, I don't know. People might disagree. Okay. Well, so, I also think that the, this these five were, like, the last three, three to five, were kind of surprisingly quiet. At the end of season six, we kind of just had plot episode, plot episode, plot episode, except for Be Sweet. Like, there's so many plot episodes in a row. I um, to be honest, I didn't really watch Be Sweet, even though it was Sweet Pea, because LSP like it just not not a good combo because LSP is like the bratty teenager. I don't like her. It was not a good combo, but uh, do you not like LSP? LSP is like a lot of people's favorite character. I think I like Smell's favorite character. I like LSP as like a concept and like as a as a quote machine. But in reality, LSP is one of the least sympathetic characters. In reality, she's a teenager and I hate teenagers. Just a side note. I don't understand now that we're talking about something. Most characters on Adventure Time, even if they're evil, like the Lich, just are kind of appealing and like in like this Adventure Time kind of way. It's like they're these these interesting these interesting characterizations. Um, Like the Lich is evil, but he's cool. You know, like it's I like what he represents on the show and stuff like that. like Finn's dad, I don't really know what they're trying to do with that. Like it was super dark for this show. Like we're just hammering home the the point that some people are jerks and oh. some people's parents can be jerks, you know. Susan know. Strong. Yeah, what about Susan Strong? What what's that about? What's her what's her uh She was in one of the recent episodes. She has like cyber cybernetics in her head. She's not not a fish person. She's not a fish person. That was revealed at, uh, I'm looking at the the episodes. What episode was that? It was the Dark Purple. Dark Purple, yeah. That was an interesting episode. Anyway, Susan Strong, I like her. Susan Strong, that's another one of our 30 to 50 uh, rotations. She turns my heart on, as they say. Really interesting. That's that's what the the lyrics of her song is, Dylan. Interesting. Okay, so let's look ahead to Stakes. Um, so at the end of my overview article, I'm like, okay, the show kind of has this flaw in that it's just cycling through elements, so it can't truly achieve truly great, ever agree of truly great storytelling. Whether you agree with that or not, that was my my argument. And then I say, but we are temporarily going to lift that restriction with stakes, which will only focus on four characters. So that is very exciting. The, I think stakes is the is the eight episodes that the show could produce within the next you know five years that have the highest potential. 
We'll see. <laughs> In addition, we are returning many great people, including Akko. Um, I don't know if we're returning it. Rebecca Sugar is kind of coming Our back. Our Sugar, she's, she's voicing. A, she's a song and is voicing someone. I don't know if she's, she's like. Voicing her mom. Her mom. Marceline's mom. Marceline's mom, yeah. That's wow, how like metaphorical and like symbolic is that? Told in eight parts, Styx details Marceline's desire to no longer be a vampire. After Bubblegum attempts to alter her vampire physiology with science, five of Marceline's greatest foes return from the past, including her arch nemesis, the Vampire King. Marceline, Bubblegum, Finn, and Jake must deal with and neutralize these new threats. So, why is Mar- doesn't Marceline want to be a vampire anymore? I don't know. That's how, like how, a pretty sudden turn. Do we know how Marceline was a vampire in the first place? Like, did the be- oh. like we haven't gotten to the lithosphere in like a while, so I don't remember. The, lithos- did the beginning of the uh, nitosphere did yes. the did the show um that's an actual thing did the show like tell us the genesis of marceline no okay so she was just like daddy why'd you eat my fries i would like to know and then, how like, a couple years later like boom i would like to know how marceline went from human child to vampire um and i would also so the, the question is do you want to see marceline as a human what? well she's not she's never gonna be she's 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 half human, half demon. Did did the show say how that happens? I just I uh, her remember. dad is the yeah, but she got it, but couldn't she just like that's what the thing the show desire to no longer be a vampire presumably she just turned into a full human. I if, whatever Bubblegum wants to do with her science, but good. Bi- I don't know biologically she's not like a full she's half human half a uh, well she was a human, human at one point wasn't she? She's always been half human half demon even. Even before because her dad is a demon. Yeah, but didn't the demon not exist before the war? No. My impression of the show. You are like Fifty Shades of Wrong, my friend. My impression of the show um, is that there's before the war and after the war. Before the war, there was nothing magical, and then everything magical that we see is a result of the nuclear radiation. Uh, but the night, but the nightosphere doesn't really make sense with that. So I, I mean, I just need to rewatch like the first and second season. But well, so does like having an ice crown. So whatever. So when does the ice crown thing take place? Is that before the war? I guess, yes, so. it yeah, takes that, place. Oh, like thousands yeah, that's before, years before he, the war. Yeah, but then uh, candy before and the and slime are still elements. So that doesn't explain well, that. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say, Dylan, is that you're wrong. You're not explaining why I'm wrong. Though. Okay, you know what? All right, let's go. Let's go. Mar- no, honestly, I want to know. Why was she Daft Demon before the... Hunson Abadir, Lord of Evil, yeah. Marceline's father and ruler of the Nightosphere. He is a powerful, deathless demon. Yes, I understand. But demons could be created, in theory, from radiation. Have you seen Marceline as a child? Have you seen? She look. Oh, she has the teeth, but that's it, right? She has the teeth and the ears and the skin. Yeah, but we don't really have a frame of reference for how for how humans are supposed to look on you the were, show. Oh my god, that's kind of true though. I, I we really don't. So much. Uh, we only know like a. Hold on, I I, I am like I am directing you. I mean, I believe you. I the, I also am someone who doesn't believe outside outside source material. I mean, I understand. Don't link me to the image. I understand what she looks like. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is she's like the only thing that really makes her a vampire is like the bite marks and like her powers and stuff hold on the image is loading three times apparently <sighs> but me. okay even if she's transforming not back not even if it's not back into human maybe bubblegum can alter her dna so that she can be the full human 
Whatever Bubblegum wants to do. I don't see the bite. Maybe she'll make her into a piece of gum. I mean, that's what she is. So that Bubblegum can absorb her and then Bubblegum can be all-powerful. She'll be twice the Bubblegum that she is now. That is where the show is going, for sure. Okay, we've figured it out. Who's this we stuff? (laughs) You figured it out. I'm sorry. I don't want to encroach on your theory. Your Bubblegum theory. I'm just mad because you're not believing that Marceline... It's half demon. I just my question is: Does the show explicitly state this? Like that's always. This is not just me for Adventure Time. I'm like this with every show. Like I'm like, is the show explicitly stating this, or is the wiki making stuff up? That's my question. Like I understand that. I wish you could see how many links I'm spamming at Dylan right now. (laughs) It's a lot of links. Uh, I will do. Again, I haven't seen these. uh, The seat the the Demon World episodes like in quite a while. So. I apologize for being wrong about this. Um, I don't know. It's not a relevant aspect. It hasn't been a relevant aspect of the show's mythology in a while. So um, I guess that is now relevant again for Stake. So I need to read up on it. Cool. Whatever. Last comments on uh, what do you, I don't know. So we're hoping for some uh, bubbly and stuff in Stakes. I mean, duh, but like, again, I don't want to appear shallow. I don't I don't know. Get, it's not shallow to just only to have this as your favorite uh, mythological aspect. Tumblr of the thinks otherwise. <laughs> Tumblr thinks a lot of things. Uh, personally, uh, future things in the show, I love Flame Princess and I want to see more Flame Princess. I don't so, know what I want to see. Um, what else do I want to see? I want to see more Root Beer Guy. I don't want Zerp Beer Guy. And... I want people to be nice to Ice King. <sighs> I re I just rewatched um the friend one the uh Asana and Marcy which one uh the first one whatever the first one was um That's... what was missing and no um, that that was uh Bubblegum and Marceline yeah but oh okay no and um the ends uh part of the other one I remember you I remember you yeah. And that is the, yeah, it's a complicated thing whether you should be nice to ice cream or not. And I remember you yeah, saying you need to watch. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's tough, yeah. Also, I want to see where we are on Lena Dunham. I don't know what's going what? on with Lena Dunham. What? What? Whatever. I forget what? the name of the character. Um, I saw her dad's paintings the other day. Betty. Betty is voiced by Lena Dunham. What? What? Yes, what? she is. It's very obvious if you what? follow what? Lena Dunham's work. What? 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 I'm looking it up. Betty what? is obviously voiced by Lena Dunham. What? What? So I want to see what's so, in theory, at the end oh of Oh my god! It's obviously true. At the end of... I would know because I don't know what she sounds like. If you watch Girls, you will understand what no, I don't care. Like. Girls is incredibly good. Uh, what, uh... At last we saw Betty in that really weird episode with Magic Man. Betty, yeah, that was really weird. Losing her mind apparently, so and turning into the Ice King version. So I want to see Betty again. I want to see other like Ice King. You forgot your floaties. That episode was absurdly weird. <laughs> like one of the weirdest the show has done. It's very surreal. Magic Man is interesting. I don't know. Okay, so there we go. Um, last comments on anything. Sorry. Let me know what you thought of our adventure diamond. I feel like I t- I'm better at articles than I am at podcasting. TBH. 
you're better at composing your thoughts in those, but yes, I am because I don't. Dylan doesn't give me outlines, and it drives me insane. Your unique voice comes across clearer though on audio. So not like what does that even mean? Not like your literal voice. Like you know how like the the very good thing about your articles is your like style, and I and you're oh. kind of trying to mimic how you how you like say things. So both are good, yeah. but it's clear in your. I wrote my style. artist statement in that style. Nice. I really like that style. I'll share that to you later. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm Dylan Heiss, and that's Sam Quattro. Yeah. Thanks. Um, with the, with the unique style over there. <laughs> you can find I'm sitting her sitting in neon orange shorts. <laughs> oh man, we're just we just we're just playing "Style" by Taylor Swift right now. That's what that's what the song is. My friend has like a zine that's just pictures of Harry Styles with that that song like lyrics <laughs> posted over him it's like it's in her studio and it's just pinned up That's and she, she found it on the ground somewhere anyway interesting okay i yeah you can find our social media links at overlyanimated.com let me know what you thought of this adventure time discussion i apologize for being wrong i will try to not be wrong next time to be fair there's a lot of stuff to not be wrong on in the show <laughs> so we'll see um I, to me, it just doesn't make sense if everything's not the result of the nuclear apocalypse. I, like, well, I candy know. and slime are an element. So. Apparently, candy and slime were not the result of the nuclear apocalypse. So there you go. Um, I, I think the show is less uh, eloquent if um, if there if uh, the magic elements are not all uniform. But that's just my the way my mind works. It's surrealist. Who cares? It, I, yeah, there's it, yeah. I would prefer the the past stuff to be not surrealist, but you know that's just the way it is. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, stakes whenever we are both available to podcast on it. We'll talk about all eight episodes in some form of multiple podcasts. So there you go. And yeah, next podcast coming up our Wednesday, we have Star Wars Rebels and um, Moonbeam City and then Ruby on Sunday, probably. And not Adventure and um, Steven Universe, not for forever because that show's never coming back yeah yep r.i.p steven universe rip steven universe thanks cartoon network for just taking the show off the schedule and then has the crew universe said anything nope 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 uh, laura the- laura is it lauren or laura no zook zook yeah i think it's lauren she's been drawing some real cool fan art nice of uh, bubbling anyway a bubbling nice so i was reading for cool. webcomic the other day it's cool Oh, nice. Anyway. Cool, cool, cool. So we'll uh, talk more about Adventure Time next week. And thanks, guys, for listening. And that's it. It's been like an hour. Yeah, this is one of our longer ones. Well, there you go. Our first Adventure Time podcast. Adventure Time Thought Dump. Thought Dump. There you go. So, okay. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye. No, Dylan, we didn't say the patrons. Oh, well, before we do that, <laughs> I'll say the Patriots. I forgot to do that last time, too. Oh, okay. you doofus. So we had a, uh, so that was a fake buy um, very quickly, if I can scroll to it. Thanks to our current, you can support us on patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, and Jamie, aka Hey Enough, you were Mitch Cordell, University of Beatrice, Strange Buzzard, you're a mailman. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. I hope that you're getting your money's worth, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.